Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Thank you very much for joining us for today's edition of Sports Today here on Joy News. Well, we'll go into our big headlines that will lead the pack of stories that we're bringing you over the next 30 minutes. And George Efriye is turning to the Court of Arbitration for Sport after his disqualification of appeal. And uh, this was uh, by the uh, GFA's Appeals Committee. We'll get into that matter. Also, Callum Hudson-Odoi has scored a stunner on his debut for Nottingham Forest in their one-all draw with Burnley. The player has been talking up uh, consideration of switching nationality to play for Ghana as well. Well, 100 days after Manchester City won their first ever UEFA Champions League title, the citizens begin their title defence tonight against Red Star Belgrade. Also, all the action is right here on the show. Remember, we're on 4 on DSTV and 144 on GoTV. My name is Nathaniel Atto. You're welcome to the show. George Free, the former vice president of the Ghana FA, who's been making efforts to put himself up for the presidency of the Ghana FA, 
is in the news. Now, he has decided to turn his attention to the Court of Arbitration for Sport to seek redress following his disqualification to contest for the presidency of the Ghana FA. Now, the appeals committee rejected a free years appeal after he was initially disqualified by the elections committee. Now, according to them, Mr. Free failed to provide the required number of members to support his candidacy. His reinstatement depends on the verdict of CAS, but at the moment, the incumbent president, Kurt Okriku, is set to run unopposed in the upcoming elections. Now, let's get on the phone line and speak to uh, Mr. Freye's lawyer, Richmond Numbusaka, and uh, he would be giving us some more insight. Uh, let's get through to him um, on the phone line now. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Richmond, for joining us on the show. Very, very well, very well. Now, um, have you started, I mean, the processes I mean, in terms of correspondence with the Court of Arbitration for Sport? Because, I mean, time is also of the essence in this matter. That's true. Uh, my father, we received the decision by the appeals committee Sometime later in the evening yesterday, this was about six years Since that time, what we've been doing is reviewing the decision and consulting the necessary uh, person to make a decision about the next decision. I can confirm that uh, my client, Bobby has instructed to put in the necessary processes with the court of arbitration for sport. Um, not just that, but we advise him on other um, fora before which we are sure we can get the next review that we see or we thought before that appeal comes. Because in our very humble opinion, the decision of the committee was taken without regard to the case that was put before that committee by the decree. Let's also, uh, you know, look at the process uh, you are entering, you know, uh, going to CAS also uh, has major financial implications, and that is something you sure are ready for? Well, as a lawyer, I will tell you that we work on instructions. We give advice, and depending on the size instructions, we proceed. And as I've told you, the instructions from WC is that we seek all the necessary fora before which we can get the necessary remedy for you. And as you know, According to the status of the GFA as well as its regulations, procedurally, from the appeals committee, the next forum before which you can seek redress would be the Court of Arbitration for Sports or to a National Independent Arbitration Tribunal. So they are, like I've told you, various fora before which we are sure we can go to seek redress. And so we are just uh, making sure we, we put together the necessary documents for those fora. Indeed, um, if you consider the case we put before the appeals committee, we also raise issues relating to the fundamental human rights. That goes beyond the status of the GFA and their regulations, and which can clearly be addressed by a court of competence jurisdiction within this account. So we, we do have various where we can approach to get the remedy. But procedurally, according to the status of the GFA, yes, the next step we will take after the appeals committee makes a decision which you are dissatisfied about would be to proceed to either the court of arbitration for sport or to a national independent arbitration tribunal. And we are considering all these 
Well, that also then gives, um, you know, your setup. I'm talking about Georgia Free A's setup. A certain level of confidence that uh, a decision will be uh, reached in his favor and he will actually get the opportunity to take uh, part in this election. We are quite confident about um, our position on this uh, decision by the appeals committee. We are confident because um, even from the decision itself, they take the position that we are making a decision without regard to the issues we have raised for their consideration. Clearly, that means we are disregarding the, the case we have put before. And we have the opinion, with all these deference to the appeals committee, uh, as well as even the elections committee, we have the opinion that um, if they had wanted to give it some more detailed attention, their position about some of the things. Mm. Now, let's, let's also, you know, delve a bit into what you put across to the, uh, you know, to the appeals committee, some of the key points or key issues that you raised based on which you expected them to give it uh, some positive consideration. So far, if you look at the decision that was taken against Georgia Free, they cite two bases for that decision. The first is that the FCA breached Article 13.3J of the Ghana Football Association rules. We address that issue because Article 13.2J has nothing to do with elections. Article 13.2J of the GSA statute is the legislation that regulates accepting members into the GSA. And membership of the GSA is by legal persons but not natural persons. So there's no way George FCA, as a natural person, could have done anything that would have been in breach of Article 13.2J. We expected the Appeals Committee to concede that point. Mm. I, I but yes, they disregarded yes. it all together. Mm. Automatically said nothing about it. Meanwhile, that was one of the bases for which we said we were disqualifying. So, of course, you were mandated to make a statement as to whether you are maintaining that reason for disqualifying me or otherwise. That was not done. Secondly, they then go to basis, there's a second basis for their decision, which is that you fail failure to provide the required number of Ghana Football Association members to support your candidate. That we addressed extensively. We even took them to, you know, through, through submissions on even statutory interpretation being the statutes of the GFA and the regulations that regulate elections, we submitted before them that there is no way a candidate like George Fiji could have been in breach of that particular position because if you interpret the statutes of the GFA, it is practically impossible for a candidate to be in breach of eligibility to stand election. And I say this because if you go to the election regulations, first of all, they do not provide any formal standard documents to be completed by a candidate. The statute only requires that a member of the association proposes a candidate and that proposal be supported by at least five other members. The manner in which the support should even come is not provided for in the statute or the regulations for election. So that if a candidate submits documents, an application attaching documents, and they are Anomalies, let's just assume, in the document or incomplete portions of the document. There is a provision in the regulations for elections 
which allows for or mandates the elections committee to draw the attention of such a candidate to such anomalies, and for the candidate to be given a statutory period. There's a period in the statute within which very the well. candidate is mandated to. Yeah, th- that, that is very well noted. Uh, before you go right. on, Lawyer Saka, um, yes, there, there is a mandated period, which is three days, uh, you know, which is given to the candidate to update records. Now, um, other, other, you know, other arguments, uh, you know, I mean, arguments on the other side also point to the fact that, you know, that the five, one of the five who were put up was not a signatory of the club he was representing. That is where the problem was. We have addressed now two things here. Two things here, Nathaniel. I, I mentioned this issue of at least five supporting uh, members because in the case of George Efriye, there were six supporting members. Yes. This is a critical point. Mm. Six supporting members. One had signed a statutory declaration supporting George Efriye. And the other is the gentleman who signed the form which has become subject matter of this whole dispute. The case is this, that first of all, like I've already indicated, there are no formalities, no formal documents to be completed by a candidate. The rules that require that you, you support, you propose and you support. The manner to propose and support is not provided for. So the election committee would decide or may decide which which version they want to go for. If you want to go for a member who has signed or supported somebody, then as we speak, there is a free act six members. In the event that you even found one of the members to have been a member not allowed to sign it, how about the six members? Because like I said, the rule is at least five. So if more than five has signed, then you would expect that if one was assuming without admitting, even invalid, how about the other valid one? How about that first step? What consideration are you giving to them? And Nathaniel, like I'm telling you, if you look at the the, the you see, this whole discussion must be had in the context of the statute of the GSA regulation on elections. If you look at the statute, it talks about being eligible for elections. And the eligibility requirements are clearly stated. It does not include a candidate being eligible by virtue of um, the one proposing or the one supporting completing any form. Nathaniel, are you following the argument? I am. So if you are if you are going to if you are going to make a case about numbers, you must make it in the context of the purpose for the numbers. And the purpose is to ensure that you are eligible. And the eligibility requirement does not include somebody signing a certain document to say that this is what they are stating. So that you as an elections committee, if you have received documents and then you feel that these documents do not meet the standard because you have received six documents or six supporting documents. One with statutory declaration without signing the form. The other signing the form in a statutory declaration, but they say he's not a director or shareholder of the member, and for which reason they cannot sign. We said that, no. Look at uh, 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 the rules of corporate governance. What does the rules of corporate governance say? In, in, the, in this situation where your own rules have not made provision by way of any formalities for such communication to be made by the supporting member to you, what do we say in corporate governance? We say that the legal person cannot act by themselves. They act through natural persons. And who are the natural persons they act through? It is right. We all know. They include 
the director, they include the officers of the company. When we talk about officers of the company, it includes, it includes what? Management members of the company. So, obviously, in this case, uh, Mr. Jeffrey Asari falls within that, you know, that description. He told it to them, but he is a management member of that member of the association. He made them them know that he is not a director. In any event, Nathaniel, there's one other interesting thing. In our case before the committee, we told them that certain things were done by the elections committee. They alleged in their decision. And we want to also be privy to those things. For instance, they claim that there was video uh, evidence of their sitting, where members, or even the interview of Todd uh, Asari and the other members of that uh, member of the GSO who had uh, supported it. And we said that, what? please, make, make it available to us. We also want to interrogate it. But if you are making a decision on the basis of some information against me, at least I should get the benefit of knowing why that decision is being made with that information. Then, just like the elections committee, the appeals committee, besides that, they will not give us that benefit. Yes. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Side the matter on the basis of Evidence that we have not seen. That is another critical matter in this whole thing. So, Mataleo, there are, there are a lot of issues we have with this profession. Very well. And Very we well. hope that when we approach the next issue, we will get the next issue that before. A lawyer, Richmond Saka, thank you so much. We are grateful thank for you. the insight given us uh, in this particular matter. Uh, lawyer Richmond Saka represents uh, George Ifriye, who is now a disqualified uh, candidate for the Ghana FA election. And of course, he has confirmed that George Ifriye is uh, heading to the Court of Arbitration for Sport to seek redress. Let's now get some more insight. Uh, Fifi Manfred is with our sister network, Insura Sports. Uh, Fifi, uh, good to see you. Um, from our end as journalists, we'd want to throw back to the year 2011 when uh, Mr. Neil Armstrong Motobe and Mr. Uh, Vincent Sua Odote were disqualified because of you know, similar you know, issues. 
Um, is there anything that bothers you about all of this and the kind of optics that, you know, the football ecosystem is putting out there? Well, thank you very much, Nat. Um, yes, um, in terms of optics for football, I am worried. I'm worried for the Ghana Football Association now. Um, I mean, I, I've, I've told you before, Nat, that I think that the Ghana Football Association is the most, if not the most unpopular brand in the country, one of the most unpopular brands in the country. Um, and it's not just because of this administration, for the things that have happened prior to now and the general things that have happened with our football. There are lots of people that I speak to in the road here in Kumasi who say that, you know, um, the GFA president looked like he was going to win overwhelmingly. So maybe they should have allowed Jordan Freer go through if um, some of these things that his lawyer argues aren't so pertinent. And then they should have allowed him go through. So yes, there are issues of optics. There are people that think that our football isn't thriving. And there is no need for injunction after injunction. There is no need for litigation after litigation. There is no need for uh, people having some reasons to think so. But again, while we put optics in one box, we also put fact, law, and then the, 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 the ability to do the right thing also in another box. And there are people who think that if really there are reasons for concern, there are reasons for Mr. Just, Mr. FEA not to really have what it takes to con- contest at a GFA election, then we have to make sure we uphold the law, the integrity of the law, because that's important. If we say that we want to do the right thing and want to stick to the law and fact, then there is, we should not worry about optics alone, regardless of the fact that the GFA is not a popular brand now in the country. If they are doing the right thing, then that's a step in the right direction, and we don't need to worry about those things. And I think that these are two interesting parts of the conversation. Like you said, as a journalist, you would want to make sense of the two. You would want to make sure that at the end of the day, um, it, is the, it is Ghana football that really um, enjoys whatever decision comes out of this. And people will ask you, is it a process into... Um, a decision that's the best thing or the decision in itself that should be a best thing at the end of the day. Now, it's a question for all of us, but I really do think that if it's about the law, if Mr. Efriye didn't do things right and it has to do with the law, then there's no need for a conversation about optics. There's no need for if um, um, should he be allowed to go on or not. It's, it should be about the law because that's the most important thing. Sometimes, if really there's a, there, there, were, there, were, there were some discrepancies in his nomination, and the law has stipulated, and they are clear in that, and he has to go ahead with that. If he, if, if he wants to go ahead to a higher body to seek extra rigorous, I think that's also good in the right direction, so that we can have these conversations now, we can test our laws now, we can have clarity, so that in 10 years' time, we will not come back like what we are going back to, Mr. Motagbe's issue in 2011, and, and say that, okay, we didn't do the right thing. I think that we need to test the law now, regardless of whatever, whatever the sacrifices may be, it's, it's important and imperative that we make sure that we do the right thing today. So that then means that we could possibly be getting into another period of having, um, you know, an ad hoc administration, because um, if George is successful in probably getting us to, I mean, putting a hold, getting this, uh, the Court of Arbitration for Sport to putting a hold on the election, would, would go into another period of having an ad hoc body for, for Ghana football to run run affairs yeah. for some time. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, it's possible. I mean, the election was it's originally stated for the 27th. Um, if that, the election doesn't hold, if the Court of Arbitration of Sports, um, I don't know if his lawyer was able to confirm that by here that there's going to be a possible injunction from the Accra High Court first before there's even the Court of Arbitration for Sports that will come through. All of these things are things that can truncate the Ghana Football Association's impending elections and, of course, 
it, it means that there is a possibility of an ad hoc um, administration for the Ghana Football Association. So yes, the litigation in itself is not exciting. The litigation in itself is not something that anybody wants. But really, if it's going to give clarity to us, if the price we have to pay is to get an ad hoc committee to so make sure that we are doing the right thing or not. Because if the elections committee aren't treating George free affair, would want to get to the bottom of the matter. Would want to know that he is not um, being prevented a right, a, a, his rights to contest an election in the country. So he has to make sure he seeks redress. If he's, if he's not being treated fairly, we, know, we need to know that all that. And if that's at the expense of we paying a price of having an adult GFE, then we should go ahead with that because it's very important, um, not because of future generations that are yet to come with respect to our football. We said we want to do the right thing, right, as a country. The opportunity now becomes, and we need to take it and do the right thing. Well, we sure need to do the right thing. Fifi, thank you very much. We sure are going to have uh, some more conversations around this subject. Thank you so much, uh, Fifi Manfred, with our sister network in Shira Sports there. Uh, there's more to share with you. We'll do a round of messages, and after that, we continue here on Sports Today. You stay with us. than I normally would that fateful Monday after work. And to my surprise, I saw my husband and my mother having sex in our living room. I had always suspected my wife. I felt she had something doing with my little brother. And I walked into a room one day and there they were, making out. And this is my blood brother. A husband who is a banker will not have sex with me because I denied him my earnest. Is he gay? I've been wondering. What is your story? What secret is eating you up? Why are you having continual sleepless nights? Do you need help? Share your story on our powerful new series where real people share their deepest secrets on Prime Morning beginning this September. Drop your stories on our WhatsApp number 055-157-5757. Remember, a problem shared is a problem half solved and every problem has a solution. Thank you for staying with us. Now, before we wrap up the show, let's talk about an emergency situation. And that has to do with the national deaf football team who are uh, risking missing out on the upcoming fourth edition of the World Cup Championship in Malaysia. Now, the competition is expected to begin on September 20, but financial difficulty for accommodation and feeding 
is a challenge. In studio with me for more is uh, Kwame Anya, who is the interpreter of the team's head coach, uh, Godfrey Buffo, who is here with me. Coach, uh, welcome. Now, um, uh, tell me, uh, in terms of preparation, what were you doing, you know, uh, to get to get yourselves ready for this competition, and who was supporting uh, the preparations? Yeah, thank you very much for asking such a question to us. Very, to be very frank, the f- problems that we have been facing is they are too much. We have been making preparations. For uh, Malaysia, for so long, for so long, but yet up to now, we have not been getting support. Even for the players to camp, we have not been able to get the players to camp. We have, because of that training, they have not been able to train. Also, financial problems where we can get a place for them to train. So they are training on their own. See, so is, is, is it to say that as a unit, the team is unable to train at all. You've not been able to put together any uh, training sessions for this tournament? I say, if, by the grace of God, if we are able to get opportunity for a few days, they will be able to train before the beginning of the tournament. Now, um, tell me about, um, you know, the schedule for this tournament, okay? Because... Uh, you're supposed to leave by a certain time. Uh, the tournament will take place at a certain time. So if you have uh, two, three days of training, that will definitely not be adequate. Uh, I've always been talking to my players that wherever they are in, uh, where they live, where they are together, they put a lot of effort together to train all the time, train all the time. Because previously we were not able to meet so they should do that on their own. Well, anytime we are able to meet, because they are already trained and they are fit, just a few tactics that we put in place and they will be able to get up from there. What, what has the, um, you know, the, the, the deaf football team done, the, the leadership of the football team done, to reach out to authorities? Obviously, deaf football is also uh, under the Ghana FA. And that is told, it's, it's very difficult to answer. Actually, we need to thank God for that. Our leaders have been helping us, especially the Minister of Sports have been supporting us small, small. Yeah, so we thank the Minister. At least they accepted to pay 20 players and the team to go to Malaysia. No. How much time do you have to get all of this together? Because, I mean, if you don't leave Ghana for, before the start of the tournament, then it becomes impossible. How much time do you have, and when, have you been, when exactly have you been assured by the ministry that money will be given you? Before, the, the minister promised the tickets, so the tickets are done with. But the accommodation and the feeding, that one was not... Uh, how much, them. and just before we wrap up, how much in terms of, uh, you know... The yeah, actually, in, 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 yes, in, uh, for, for the accommodation and feeding, we needed $43,000.
I see, $43,000. Okay, and this the ministry is aware of? Yes, the ministry, no. But they promised to give us the tickets alone. So ourselves, we search for the feeding and the Have any uh, efforts been made to seek sponsorship elsewhere by the team? Yes, yes, yes. Many, many, many. We have sent so many letters, and up to now, not much we heard from them. When does the tournament begin? Uh, 23rd. Of this month? Yes. Okay, that means we have just about four days to go. Very well. Very well. That, that then puts it in a very, very tight corner. Now, um, let's wrap up with the body language of the players and how they are taking all of this. I mean... The difficulties, you know, and the potential of even losing out on such a big opportunity. Uh, actually, the players have been very serious since. They are on fire. They are on fire. They, they mean this tournament so much. Because we have never attended before. This is our first time. So we want to make an impact over there. So on their own, they are on fire. Very well. Um, coach, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, we're grateful to you. Thank you so much. Um, so, messages out there would we'll see uh, what comes out of all of this. So, uh, that is it, Coach uh, Godfred Baffo, uh, talking to us through his interpreter. And, uh, you know, the, black, the, the national team, the national deaf team, have to leave Ghana to participate in uh, the World uh, Championship in Malaysia. Unfortunately, they don't have enough funds to take care of the whole uh, trip and participation. Let's see what comes out of these conversations. That's how we wrap it up uh, here on the show. Uh, we'll be back with some more tomorrow. Thank you so much. Have a lovely time. Keep it here on Joy News. My name is Nathaniel Atto, and I have love for sport. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.